Welcome in, everyone. Welcome back to the Celtics Life Podcast. It is currently Monday, 9.30 in the morning. Hope everyone's doing good. I'm your host, Brandon. As always, we're back. It's episode 8 for the Celtics Life Podcast. And we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get to it. The game versus Philly a couple nights ago, Saturday night, was... What I would quote, what Mike Breen said, was absolutely a thriller. That was a great game. I'm so happy we beat Philly. I always love when we beat Philadelphia. It's just good. You know, I, I'm not personally, personally, I'm not a big fan of Philadelphia sports. I don't really like them. So it was great to see us beat them. And we won the season series against them. We're currently 3-0 in the season. We have one more game against them in April in Philly. But we won the head-to-head matchup. So we took care of business on that end. So let's get right into the game. Let's just start with it. It was kind of a slow start in the beginning of the game in the first quarter, but the Seas picked it up quite nicely. It was really, honestly, it was a back-and-forth game. At one point, Philly went up by 15. <clears throat> excuse me. And then the Celtics went on an 18-3 to run. It really was back-and-forth. That fourth quarter was... Wow, that was it was a crazy fourth quarter, shot after shot. JB was coming down hitting shot after shot. Tatum came alive late even though he was pretty much absent from almost the entire game. But he showed up when it mattered most in the fourth quarter, having a nice tip in to go up four. And of course, he had that crazy game winner where he hit that move on DeAnthony Melton and hit the game winning three. So... What really changed the game and what really, I think, set us apart was, honestly, it was Al Horford. I think Al Horford, when Al came in, when we were down, he hit four straight threes and really, he got us down to about one, I think, at that point. It was like 78 to 77, and then Tatum hit the three to go up 80 to 78 in the third quarter. Al, like, those threes were huge. Like, those were just Al has shot with no hesitation. It was amazing. Like, he shot with no hesitation, and he hit nothing but the bottom of the net. And we can, I'm just, I just love Al. That veteran leadership just really showed uh, the other night. And he really helped us. He catapulted us back. And then the lineup, I believe, I've, I'm trying to remember who this lineup was. I think it was Jalen Brown, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams, and maybe Rob Williams. That lineup was really good because I think that put us up 10 in the fourth quarter, 95 to 85. And I kind of wish Joe stuck with that lineup a little bit longer, but I think it was six minutes in the fourth. So I did wish he went with that lineup a little bit longer, but I understand he was giving Tatum some rest, and so Tatum came back in to finish the game. Statistics, Celtics shot 50% from the field. They shot 43% from three, 66% from the free throw line and it was a huge free throw difference huge Sixers shot 35 free throws and the Celtics shot 12 let me read that to you again 35 for the Sixers 12 for the Celtics so and Joel Embiid it seemed like he was living at the free throw line granted he knows how to draw fouls very well but he also but it's kind of crazy how it's a huge difference in free throws huge but 
in the end, it didn't matter. The Celtics out-rebounded Philly. They had more assists than Philly. Um, slightly more turnovers. More points in the paint, though. They tuned down the turnovers to 12, which I like. Even though Tatum had some just wild passes. It seemed like he was rattled out there. I don't really know what was going through his head. Um, since the All-Star break, he's been having a rough shooting stroke. I-, I thought it would be the opposite for how well he shot in the All-Star game, but he made a joke that I guess he left all of his good shooting in Utah or he's still drunk from lo- uh, from vacation. So either one. But he just made some weird passes. Like some he was just throwing out of bounds. Like he was just dribbling into people and had nowhere to go and just threw it away. That's just very uncharacteristic from JT. And I hope that he can correct that. I It was a little weird seeing him do that, honestly. But <clears throat> in the end, he came back. He hit some really big shots. Like I said, he hit that three to go up two in the third. And then he had a nice tip in to make us go up four like he did in Indiana. And then, of course, he hit the game-winning three, which was crazy. And then as soon as he hit the three, there was like 1.2 seconds left. Joel Embiid got the ball. He shot it from nearly full court and he made it but the ball was still in his hands so it didn't count so the Celtics ended up winning 110 to 107 and like I said we won the season series against Philly Um, for those that don't know there's a 40-20 rule that goes around the NBA it's basically a statistic to see who gets 40 wins before 20 losses or vice versa in the Sixers we took down the Sixers so they get 20 losses before they get 40 wins um, so that was good to see. It was a really good win. Really good win. Really battle tested. We were, like I said, down 15. Um, it just shows how much poise the Celtics have. And Joe Mazzula at times did not call timeouts. He just let the Celtics ride it out and respond to adversity, which I love. People sometimes criticize the, the Joe, um, no timeout rule, but I thought it was a good idea in that moment. Because it just shows how much poise, especially on the road. In a hostile environment with Philly, it showed really true character to how good this team is and how far they've come since the beginning of the season. So I was really proud of that. <clears throat> As for the players that I think that did really well, obviously Jalen Brown played extremely well. He hit shot after shot. He had a nice play where he poked the ball from Embiid from behind and he had a nice dunk. I think Jalen Brown played well all game. He really carried the load offensively. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon did too. Um, More so Derek White than Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm actually only had five, but Derek had 18. He played really well. When when Malcolm, excuse me, when Derek was on the court, the Celtics were plus 25. So for those that don't know what that means, plus 25 means your net rating when you're on the court and that means you take your offensive rating and you subtract it by your defensive rating so Derek was effective all night and every time he was on the court the Celtics were better so Derek got some valuable minutes as he should of course Derek's been really on a tear he played 25 minutes last night I think he played well in those minutes Mark is smart Marcus played an okay game. He finished with 10 points. Jalen Brown, like I said, finished with 26. It was a very balanced scoring effort. Rob had 14. Al had huge 15 points. Huge. JT ended up having a nice stat line. He had 18 points, 13 boards, and 6 assists. So when a guy like JT is struggling shooting-wise, 
superstars find ways to affect the game if they're not scoring effectively. And so 13 rebounds is huge. Six assists is huge. You know, playing good defensively, that stuff is huge. And so he did that, and it was great to see. As I said before, the play that we ran for the game winner, if some if some can remember, we actually ran that same play in Cleveland, I believe in November, where Smart gets the inbound pass, bounce passes it to Tatum, who's at half, uh, excuse me, half court with a full head of steam, and then he just tries to make a play. In the Cleveland game, he drove all the way to the rack and dunked it on Jared Allen to tie the game, which should have been an and one, but the refs didn't call it. The Celtics ended up losing that game. But in this... He made a nice play. He made a nice move on Anthony Melton. Hit the step back three. Put us up three. Um, so, and Joe Mazzulla was actually asked where he got that play. And he said he stole it from Brad Stevens. Which was, I thought, was very nice. Very comedic. So, yeah. So, Joe has been really good out of the timeouts. He's really drawn up some good plays. Joe Mazzulla, I'm serious. Like, coach of the year stuff. Like, his first year. Best team in the NBA. Best record. Nobody else, in my opinion, should be runner-up for Coach of the Year. It should be Joe. Um, you can make an argument for maybe some other coaches, but nobody should be on top of Joe Missoula in this ranking. we got to talk about Joel Embiid a little bit because this is something that we will have to look ahead to in future playoff matchups, potentially. So Joel Embiid, as we all know, unguardable center. Unguardable. There's nobody that can really contain him. Al Horford had his hands full with him last night, or excuse me, a couple nights ago. And Embiid just really just had his way. I'm surprised he didn't have more points. He did get to the free throw line, like I said, a lot. He knows how to draw fouls. He's very crafty. But in future playoff matchups, if we ever do match up with Philly in the playoffs, I'm very curious to see how we choose to defend Embiid. There were times where he gave him different looks. Where Al would just guard him single-handedly on the block. And then sometimes Al would have effectiveness. <coughs> Excuse me. But usually MB would be crafty enough to find a way to score. And then other times we would throw doubles at him. And hopefully MB gives up the ball and makes somebody else shoot it. Makes somebody else beat us. So you have to be able to throw different looks at MB. to confuse him so he doesn't know what to expect the next time he gets the ball. He was also very effective in the pick and roll against us, so that's something we have to correct too. Down the line, if we do see them come postseason time. So, but overall, I thought we handled him pretty well. James Harden didn't really have a good shooting night. Uh, Tobias Harris ended up playing pretty well. But, <clears throat> yeah, Joel Embiid had 41. Harden had 21, but it wasn't like a crazy 21. Tobias Harris had 19. Um... But nobody else from the Sixers really scored that much. We really contained guys like Tyrese Maxey, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker had 16 rebounds, which is crazy. But that's stuff that P.J. Tucker does on a nightly basis. Like I said, Tobias Harris had 19. He really had most of his points in the first quarter. And then he kind of died down the rest of the game. So it's not too crazy. Um, but that does it for the game. I mean, it was a back-and-forth game. It was a it was a great test in, against a good Eastern Conference team. Sixers are third in the East. Celtics, of course, are first. We have one more game against Philly, April 4th, I believe. I will actually be in attendance for that game, which I'm very excited for. Finally get to go see the Celtics play in, um, in real life and not watch them on TV. So I'm very excited for that. But... <clears throat> 
like I said, Celtics played really well. It was scary at the end when Joel Embiid chucked that ha- that full court shot. I really thought it was going to count at one point, but they waved it off pretty fast. They ended up walking to the locker room immediately after the shot went up. So everybody knew that the shot didn't count, and the Celtics won a thriller. So great game, great game. Happy for the Seas. Another good win. So that's 2-0 after the All-Star break, and we have a game tonight against the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are on a five-game winning streak, and it's in New York. So this should be, again, a good test for the Celtics. No Jalen Brown tonight for due to personal reasons. Um, Derek White has an ankle sprain, but he's probable. So I expect Derek to fill in for Jalen. To what extent Jalen's out for personal reasons, I'm not too sure. But that's Jalen's business, so we will leave it at that. The, we, the last time the Celtics played the Knicks, it was in Boston, and we lost in overtime. It was a one of those crazy games. Um, I hope the Celtics can change the outcome of this game. Because the Knicks are trying to build their way in the standings a little bit. They're not that far out from fourth place in the East. So the Knicks are riding high right now, like I said, all five wins. So it's a great test for the Celtics to try and contain the Knicks as best they can. And hopefully we can get a better game from Tatum. So I'm excited for that. We have Marcus Smart back, and we did not have Marcus the last time we played, and Jalen Brunson played extremely well. So I'm excited to see that matchup between Marcus and Jalen. It should be fun. And yeah, the Knicks have a new addition. They have Josh Hart. We didn't see that last time. So there's a lot of moving pieces the last time we played the Knicks. It's been a long time since then. A lot has happened. So it's going to be a very exciting. It's in Madison Square Garden, world's most famous arena. Should be really exciting. Usually where stars play the best. So we can expect a good game from Tatum, hopefully. Especially with Jalen out, who's been picking up the slack offensively lately. Yeah, that's going to do it for this show. Obviously, the Celtics have a game against New York tonight. And, yeah, after that, after the Knicks, they play the Cavs on Wednesday. But for now, we're going to focus on the Knicks, and hopefully I can have a show out on Wednesday before the Cavs game. So please tune in to that. But that's going to do it for this show. Big game against New York tonight. Please tune in. Please watch. See how well the Celtics play on the road as they're on a mini road trip. If you guys want to stay up to date with this podcast and don't already have notifications on, please follow my Twitter account at MySubIsBetter. That is at MySubIsBetter. And my Instagram at Celtics underscore underscore life. I'm going to try to bring more content to the Twitter and Instagram account shortly. I just need to make a tiny bit of renovations to the accounts. And I should be able to bring out more content so you guys see it more often. But if you guys are already following on Spotify, just click the bell, click the notification so you guys know where or when and where an episode is dropped, or unless you guys are listening on a different platform like Amazon Music, whatever. Like I said, I really appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. It truly does mean a lot to me. I'm really having fun with this podcast, and I'm going to keep bringing it to you guys for the rest of the season. I'm dedicated to it, and I'm really excited for postseason talk. So please stay up to date. Please keep listening. I will make it worth your while. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Enjoy yourselves. Do something fun. Spend time with family. And yeah, this is the Celtics Life Podcast. 
Even if you guys aren't Celtics fans, it's a way of life. We bleed green together. So please share that passion with everybody else. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Go Seas.